0: Feelings. Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things
1: that make you feel them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just found an old iPad and I was trying to get that going again. And it was like, you need to sign in to this place and to this place and to this place. And eventually I was just like, I'm not even putting the internet back on this thing. Fuck yeah. this.
1: Yeah, it's just like this is just a expensive hunk of junk right now. It's pretty much like a uh technological version of my uh diploma. Just a giant <laughs> expensive piece of shit. <laughs> I think I have that somewhere
0: around here yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they
1: handed it to me and i was like
0: immediately losing this this is like what am i supposed to show this at a job interview get fucked
1: <laughs> at our graduation when you sat in there at the at the seat and opened it up as soon as you opened it up taped to the like the inside of the front cover was the envelope asking you to donate money already i'm like i haven't even <laughs> gone up on the uh, stage yet They're like oh, <laughs> this yeah thing. you're when, already asking me they they had like
2: t-shirts and they were like, "Well, now that you're alumni, why don't you buy these shirts that will like fund all future alumni projects?" I'm like, uh, oh, okay, okay, thanks man. guys. You didn't. I got another, I got my alumni magnet on the back first. of
0: my car for free because I told them I was getting married. <laughs> nice. I Yay. had to go in there because Casey wants to do a thing where we have like the college flag, so everyone that went to our college will like will have a photo of them holding this flag uh and that got brought up in conversation at the bookstore yeah did i tell you that story that i was like held up at the bookstore yeah thanks oh my god like got
1: uh, swag out of it. College
0: so college yeah. bookstore? My college bookstore. Why like, were you there? Finished the first story. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to go buy the flag, and she was like, oh, that's so great. Here, have this. And it was like a car magnet that says Ramapo College alumni. So that's just on the back of my car, and I've got nothing. But, like, why the fuck is that on the back of your car? <laughs> I was
1: like, oh, ah. Yeah, wow. Shout out to the Ramahos out yeah. there. Oh, you get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I went back uh because I wanted a hoodie because I, I was like I don't have I don't have a ring. And it because I was serving cold. a purpose.
1: Yeah. And I was like no Those I just people, I was academic.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if what I want people when I walk my dog that I stole from a country, uh <laughs> when I'm walking around my neighborhood be like, yeah, it's adopted and I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I went there and I it was in August ish. So like the classes hadn't started yet. And I pulled into the parking lot and uh, and all the gates are open. So I assume, OK, no rules, just right. And I pull into what I know is the faculty parking lot. But I know for a fact the faculty is there. And again, all the gates are open.
2: So I, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to let me in, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Your first
0: line of defense is gates and all of them are up. Uh, <laughs> so I put my car there and I take a walk around. and I'm like, you know what? Memory lane, Fuck it. Let's just walk around. And I walked around my campus. No one's there. Literally, I don't see a soul. So no one's there. Uh, and that's and when you I, learned
2: that college was
0: never real. It was never real. <laughs> it was And all I got it. up, and I got up to where the bookstore was. Finally, and they closed at four, and it was like four thirty. So I was like, ah, bummer, missed it. So I go down the stairs out of the out of the cafeteria area through this little. There's like a. It's not an arch. There is an arch, but there's like a, a like a people walking arch and then there's this ornate thing that is called the arch that is the symbol of the college and I go through this like you know, little wind tunnel thing and I go out and I go underneath the arch and then I used 2008 like Chevy Cruise with the campus security sticker on the side fucking peels out and blocks my way of walking down this road and they both get out and I swear to god if they had guns they would have pulled them they were like, Who are you? What are you doing? I'm like, my name is George. I'm an alumni. I came to buy a hoodie. And they were like, What? I was like, My name is George. I'm an <laughs> alumni. And I came to get a hoodie. What's your name? George. Who are you? That can't be the important part. <laughs> I'm an alumni. <laughs> what are you doing? I came to buy a hoodie. Like, it, they asked the same four questions over and over again
1: like, It's you can't all they be were here. trained to do. Yeah, you can't be here. And I was like,
0: I get that. I'm headed towards my car now. Because the bookstore is closed. They close at 4.30. I get that. I learned that at the bookstore
1: where I yeah. learned to read. Clearly <laughs> so, you guys didn't attend college.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just work here. Uh, and so I get down to my car. And these motherfuckers followed me down to my car. <laughs> like... They, like, that. I get into the thing, and they roll down the window, like, by the way, this is the faculty lot. And I went, no one is here, and all your gates are up. Have a nice day. And I left. And I went back the next day, and the only difference is that I walk up to a little booth that you're supposed to go to, even though all the gates are up. Go to this little booth, and the guy is, like, on his phone in the window, and I have to, like, wave. And he goes, oh, hey what's up i was like hi i need to go to the bookstore i'm buying a hoodie i'm an alumni
2: my name is george you
0: might have heard of me george and he goes oh yeah and then he just goes back to his fucking phone so i was like where were you yesterday (laughs) where i wasn't mistaken as a terrorist (laughs) what a terrible hit that would be too like yeah, we we caught the Ramapo terror. The Ramapo unibomber, he decided to bomb the school uh, weather underground style when no one was there.
1: I, yeah, I liked it that, like it actually seemed like he
2: changed his mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know that guy was just like sitting in his little like car the whole time just like waiting for someone to come by just like make my fucking day. Yeah. 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 Just chain smoking. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no.
0: He probably wasn't chain smoking. He's probably like chewing sunflower seeds to kick the habit.
1: Yeah. And just listening to sports talk radio. He's getting his life right.
0: <laughs> I did that on Sunday yesterday, <laughs> sports talk radio, because the Eagles game was out of network where I live. So I had to listen to sports radio like my pop pop did. And walk around Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey. Just I think they're doing well. I don't understand what they're (laughs) describing. I mean, I'm a visual learner. Well, I don't know what to be fair. If
2: you're listening to the Eagles on Eagles radio, you're not getting much of the information
1: anyway. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) what I was listening to. I think it was like two old guys. Just Meryl and Mike, just kind of just getting through it, and then every now and then getting excited. So that's it was
0: Merle. It was Merle going. He hurts us in the gun. I was like, there's a gun? (laughs)
2: Yeah. yesterday was the first time I listened on the radio in a long time. And Mike Quick, very, like for a long time, it seemed like Meryl Reese was just going to be old forever. But now (laughs) you got Mike Quick, who makes him seem like virile. (laughs) Because all Mike Quick does now is complain about calls that didn't happen. And after he finishes
0: complaining about them, goes, yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. There, was, there, was, <laughs> there was a whole portion of that, of them going back and forth between pro and against brotherly shove, and they were just like, I think yep. they should get rid of it. I like it. <laughs> like, that, was, that was five minutes after they realized that they were going to win, and they were just running out the clock. They just decided to bond as friends for a minute. <laughs> All right. We need it's to start this show. The- oh, fine.
2: I was watching the Eagles game in a bar yesterday. I got I got home from dropping Meg off up at her parents' house, where she's staying for the week, because she's without a car and has shows up there, so I was like, I'm not going to be able to drop you back and forth, so she's staying with her parents for the week. So, I, I get home just in time to watch, like, the last 10 minutes of the game, like, in real time, 10 minutes, not, like, game time, 10 minutes of the game at the bar, and there was the fourth and one down in the red zone, where they go for it, and this dude at the bar was so angry at them for, <laughs> for an irrelevant play at an irrelevant time of the game. Everybody else was all kind of, you know, just waiting for the clock to run out so they can do the chant and sing the song. And this guy is still like, why the fuck would you do that? And it, it blows my mind. Cause like I get being invested in a game. That's fine. I'll give them that. But like, Six seconds later, when the game is officially over, how does that guy not stand up like, hey, I probably shouldn't have done that. That was a weird thing for me to have done. Like there was no recognition of how over the top that
0: thing was in that moment. Anyway, it's, hi, George.
2: Hi, Dan. It's <laughs> Drew.
0: This is just that. That sounds like Drew Barrymore, like going back to her show six days before the strike ended. She yeah. was just like, why would you do that? Just wait and then have your comments later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's uh, that? That voice? Typical. Dan Sherman, That's like, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hello, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Sports radio versus watching it on tv is so different because i thought that game was so much closer oh you would but think yeah shout out shout out to to merle and the other guy Mike. mike. Uh, mike, merle, mike, mike yeah. merle and mike because i uh, didn't know what was going on the entire time
1: merle, i love his eagles quarterback
0: okay.
1: i love when the eagles quarterback is like doesn't have a quick pass to make and they're looking for something downfield and they're not running because you just get like five minutes oh, there's of nothing. Like, he's looking, he's looking, he's pumping, 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 faking, looking, <laughs> pumping, faking, <laughs> looking. That's a pass to the ground at the dirt.
0: <laughs> I liked when Mike would every single time be like, oh, they're doing the brotherly shove. I would rather they throw the ball than you fucking do it, Mike. It seems like it's so much easier if you could get on the field there. So why don't you go? Well, like you have no fucking clue clear that he is an all-time
2: great wide receiver. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He cares <laughs> yeah, about yeah. one thing, and it's wide receivers catching passes.
1: <laughs> and it, and it, he played in the '60s when like they threw to the wide receiver ten times in the season. Still, yeah, so that, he, that's what made he you a legend. Anytime, the so ground.
0: I just saw a highlight reel of Dick Butkus plays, and it was one and where it was every time
2: they announced his name, R.I.P.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, no, it was. I think they were playing the Eagles, um, and uh, it was <laughs> it was the guy threw the ball for a kick. It fell out of his hands. He then picked it up and threw it to Dick Butkus. And it's like, that's the great game that you experienced in the 60s. <laughs> that guy fucked up and recovered. He was lucky. And the reason why I was in the highlight reel, and I give Dick Buckus a lot of credit here, is that he just, he grabbed it for the touchdown, looked up at the Eagles player blocking him, and just went, here you go, you want this? <laughs> just handed him the ball, and the guy knocked the ball of his hands and walked away. And Dick Buckus was like, uh, and then back.
2: <laughs> he does seem like a real, I don't know, guy. Yeah, even though, like he was a talented actor and all that kind of stuff too, so like I'm, I'm sure he can turn it on. But like, yeah, he just seems like a
0: doofus. I'll find the clip and send it to you both. But it was just him almost unintentionally catching the ball and being like, "I think this is for you." <laughs>
1: He was so dust. All those guys just had no clue what was happening back
0: then.
2: (laughs) We should say, because we've already timestamped it twice with the recent death of Dick Budkiss and the Eagles game that had the play I was talking about. This won't be out for like two weeks from when we're That is right. (laughs) We forgot to mention that this is a late one. George is getting married. When this comes out, he will have been married two days ago. So congratulations, George. You're
0: currently in a different country or whatever. Thank you. It's great to be here. No, I'll be on the plane to the different country. I'll be listening to this on the plane, remembering like, what a great show we had. Sending me a message (laughs) going, you uh, missed the part. (laughs) Where where,
1: where are you going to be flying to? Aruba. I'm
2: going to wind up with another fucking dog. Another dog? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) My dad's currently on a flight from Qatar to Chengdu. Ooh, what's he doing over there? Um, my dad, you, it sounds very high tech. So if you can't tell us, like no, no, no. <laughs> my dad kind of did the 90 day fiance before it got popular and married a Chinese woman during the pandemic. And now uh, my stepmom, Grace and him are going back uh, so she can try to sell her like old apartment there.
0: Yeah. Your dad sounds sick.
1: Dude. <laughs> in his sixties, he started teaching himself Mandarin and found himself a third wife. He suddenly so, became a viable part of this. Society we live in <laughs> yeah he stopped just like hanging around watching philly sports and coasting and it's all because of the pandemic he retired early <laughs> changed learned them. it. yeah you know <laughs> i did i feel i feel bad like i was like a typical dude who just like fucking cashed his checks uh that, like, <laughs> government lazed around smoked a lot of weed my dad taught himself like one of the hardest languages to learn and like got more ass than I did. It's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Really, really, really kind of making me look bad, dad. Come on.
0: Speaking, speaking of dads from like d- d- past dads, uh, <laughs> my, my dad or my stepmom sent me a bunch of photos that they found in a photo album. And my dad looks like, love him to death, the biggest degenerate. Like oh. he's just oh. like stoned, nice. shitty ponytail, no shirt, cut off Daisy Dukes, paint in a pool just
1: your dad was such a hoe back in the day
0: absolutely i I used to have a joke in my set saying like talking about the differences between like my mom and my dad were like my mom is a proud businesswoman uh who like worked extra hard and like you know got to retire early and my dad hunts for bigfoot on long island (laughs) uh and there's just something interesting knowing that the reason that you were born was a phase your mom went through in high school (laughs) Just, just she was like let's try it oh, the fucking weirdo that's making model dioramas of nessie let's see what that guy's all about <laughs> It's going to work it, out.
1: it was it yeah. was the ponytail it was the ponytail, the ponytail
0: that did it you know and the quaaludes let's be honest yeah dude, the name ludes, was
1: the ludes yeah. and the daisy dukes got me <laughs> so much ass back in the day <laughs> let's be
0: real i'm going to find that photo said a deal it's
2: uh, funny to think about like when sports were put on pause that like you know what i'm gonna better myself because when sports were put on pause all i did was watch like full runs of like the 80 world series run and the 08 <laughs> world series run and the super bowl run i just found old sports to watch more intently than i watched them the first time around
1: yeah like even full game i was watching like full games from like the year the phillies won the world series in 2008 Like, yeah. It- August. I watched like the an August entire game.
2: playoff run, and then like yeah. a handful of like the big moment games. Like I'd find like highlight runs and be like, "Oh right, I remember that inside the park home run. That was sick. I was at that
1: game. Let's see what it looked like on TV." And I watched the entire game. <laughs> it's crazy to me. I guess it's like the conversion quality, like. I, you're like, I remember watching this on TV in two thousand eight. It wasn't this grainy and fuzzy. You're like, yeah. why does it look like you're watching a game from the nineteen eighties? It oh, was when I was the 90- watching the ninety-three
2: World Series and the O
1: eight World Series and they
0: basically looked the same. I was like, how yes. that, that can't be right. I'm like, where's your laser disc you? from the nineteen eighties <laughs> World Series, Dan? Where is it's, it? There it is. There. I found nice. that in the trash and I gave it to yeah, it. That's the laser disc <laughs> right yeah. there.
1: Let's fucking go.
2: <laughs> anyway, we need to lightning round. Let's let's kick into the lightning round here and uh, lightning round. That's as close as we're gonna get until after right. the
1: weather. That was that was nice. That was yeah. a good one.
2: I'm supposed to write
0: a song and I've been very busy. <laughs> I,
2: I like that because we're recording these sort of out of order, that the next one <laughs> doesn't have the drop, but it, like it's all gonna mix up. Though we finally we've got a drop finally. But then the next one won't have it. <laughs> 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 so anyway, for for you and all for the-, the listener we're gonna go through real quick through the six basic emotions which are all the ones from uh, uh whatever that movie was called I, we can't talk about it i don't know what it is yeah. and we're gonna go through those real quick and the ones that the answers kind of jump out to us we're gonna ask you more about those after we go through all six so it's just quick answers first and then we'll go more into it after. hell yeah all right. What makes
1: you feel joy? Uh, Phillies baseball and Red October. I'm half watching and half talking to you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am autistic for baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh,
2: a pain in my ass, like I I've had so many things recently cuz like Meg is I mean we, we can get into it. Never mind. Lightning round. I'm ruining it. We're definitely going to talk about this. <laughs>
1: what makes you feel sadness? Sadness uh reflecting on the past. What makes you
2: feel anger?
1: <laughs> Philadelphia sports.
2: <laughs> what makes you
1: feel disgust? Disgust oh Oh, definitely not JT Rail Muto hitting a two-run bomb, baby! Let's go! Sorry, I'm, we're back.
2: Uh, <laughs> the, I'm... the very fun thing about this, and I've been able to, to pick up on it, because I'm watching on a stream, and I'm watching, I'm sure you're watching ahead of me, because I see you look <laughs> oh, up I'm sorry. at things, and I'm like, oh, that's probably the steal. He probably just watched the steal that I saw, like, seconds later. There it is. Dude, what makes me hear it? My whole neighborhood is going insane. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: go. Uh, What makes me feel disgust is Mets and Braves fans. (laughs) Hey, man, I resent that. Mookie Wilson broke my sister's
0: fingers.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, we definitely need to get into that. That sounds like we will. What makes you feel fear? What makes me feel fear? Um, Bombing in front of in front of a crowd.
2: No idea what that's like. What makes you feel yeah. surprised?
0: <laughs> what makes yeah, me I saved surprised. your ass on Saturday.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when people are genuine.
2: All right, so let's let's jump into the the Philly sports here thing. So, <laughs> Meg, Meg, her her spooky season kind of. Leads to, I mean, Ghosted being booked a lot as a show, which I'm part of, and then her being booked a lot in all these different cool places that I want to go to. So, <laughs> you know, you, you say yes to a gig, and then, you know, playoffs come around after that, and the schedule comes out after you've said yes to all these gigs. And I keep having stuff planned exactly during a Phillies game. <laughs> like the, the Ghosted that we just had this past Saturday started in the second inning and ended in the bottom of the eighth inning <laughs> like, oh, wow. like I didn't even know that any of the trash being thrown on the field because Braves fans are disgusting I agree <laughs> it's the, the second time in what a decade that they've had to stop a game because they were a little upset and threw trash on the field like yeah I've I've been in many Philly stadiums where things have gone incredibly wrong in incredibly stupid ways but the trash stays in their hands like there's, there's one thing to be upset. It's another thing to just be an asshole. Like, every one of these oh. Braves fans that, I mean, it, it's putting people's lives in danger. It's just delaying the fun that everyone else was enjoying. I, I hate it. Whatever. But I, I keep having to do things while the Phillies are playing playoff baseball. And I watch, you know, easily 150 games a year. And then it comes playoff time, and all of a sudden I'm busy <laughs>
1: <It's> like, <what laughs> the fuck? like
2: last year I was in Savannah for
0: two of the, the World Series games um, the last two and wow. I was like God damn it. it's uh it's I'm trying this year to be like an active participant in Philly sports um I moved around a lot, so I never had like a home team mm-hmm. um I like lived in Long Island. I was born on Long Island. I grew up in Connecticut. So I have to like pick and choose multiple either New York or New England teams. Uh, and not till when I moved to Philadelphia, I don't, it does sound like I am bandwagoning a bit, but I moved to Philadelphia, uh, three months before, uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So my first experience of what nightlife was like is the, Ah, uh, sheer riot that was Broad Street. Like that is my experience of Philly, and we were talking a little about it uh, when me and Dan saw each other. Where like the city of Philadelphia, when sport their sports teams are doing well, they are the kindest, nicest. It's like a beautiful Gilmore Girls esque like townsfolk that will come out of the woodwork of these philly and eagles flag lined streets that are like hello it's so good to see you on this side street of one-way traffic what is your name (laughs) like it is they're the kindest and beautiful i think it has something to do with the city having the stadiums within the city limits like Mm. i live in northern new jersey i live within uh earshot of metlife if i walk the dog when there's a concert going on i can hear the songs um but they're all New York teams. So, like, New Yorkers don't have yeah, the same really feeling. Claim yeah, you don't really get Yeah, you can take the train in, but you're not passing, like, you're not passing row homes on your way to the stadium like you are with Philadelphia. I mean, that's why uh, it was
2: such a big deal when the Nets actually moved into New York. They're, yeah. like, they're, they're this weird Jersey, no man's land team, and then all of a sudden they actually
0: were a New York basketball team and not great
2: and have gone totally downhill since <laughs> yeah
0: yeah same thing with my islanders i grew up in long island my grandpa was an islanders fan and like that's it's tough to find a community around union dale long island yeah. but but it was like a communal thing we're like no they're the islanders they're for the island it's all of us yeah it's it's this tiny microcosm from montauk and wine country to queens and brooklyn and that's their territory versus that's, the new york that. ranger where it's like oh no there it's manhattan and everything up north until you right. get to like the sabers yeah yeah it's, that's
1: that's why i think like philly kind of has that like euphoria you said and like that like communal feeling because it it is like a city, but it still kind of feels like I don't like a neighborhood. Like a lot of people describe oh, yeah. it as a neighborhood. So you have like just that like communal feeling, and like you like you said, when they do well, it's it's like the beginning of uh, Beauty and the Beast, where like bells just like walk <laughs> yeah. through the town, and everyone's just singing to each other and helping yeah. each other out. Like I'm pretty sure crime crime rates go down when like the Eagles oh, are winning.
2: I, I'm pretty sure that was the the case when that Super Bowl year, but like yeah. there was actually like statistics showing, and I think a big part of that. They did for it at, not the, at the riot. that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> cops are just like, you know
1: what? I'm happy too. <laughs>
2: like, yeah.
1: That was dude. one of the best parts of that Super Bowl run. Like everyone celebrating that night and watch them high five the cops who were just like on duty and just like watching everyone be reckless and then or even yeah. like joining in like those videos you'd see of them doing their like hip-hop dances and everyone be like, oh, yeah. Look at the cops go. Like yeah, everyone with. was like,
0: These are the cops we wanted the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I was like, why can't we remember do this every day?
0: I we we lived off of Rittner. Um, so we came on Rittner onto Broad, and there was a cop on the left side of the hospital, whatever. I think that's Wolf. Uh, and on on Wolf Street, there was a cop in front with his cop car parked um to block traffic. And on my way back to the house shit face like holding a 40 ounce i went hey how many did you get tonight and the cop shit and greeting <laughs> on his face is like we're at 16 i was like "Have a good night <laughs> <laughs> and wow. it's just yeah it's just like they were happy about the job they were doing we were happy about the job we were doing <laughs>
1: That's incredible. I'm Uh, I'm looking
2: at at your answers, and I really don't want to do the sad ones because I can't get my head past the fact that, like, this won't be out this Monday. It'll be out next Monday. And all the good feelings I'm feeling right now in this moment could be gone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. the, The
2: option of, like, When I go to edit this, having it be like a time capsule of a much better time, I kind of want to keep it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, keep the good juju going.
2: All
0: right, well, let's talk about um, Uh,
1: we got Phillies red October. I'll say
2: on the the Mets Braves thing. I I don't have any issue with Mets fans anymore. That kind of just died away. Braves fans,
1: because Mets fans have been through it. Mets fans. The last couple of years, they (laughs) have come down to the stadium. They've tried to do the whole takeover the ballpark thing in Philly. Oh, and it, they drive on from New York. And they try to take over the ballpark. They don't travel that way well anymore. They are banging I their freaking chest. Dude, the people, the amount of the, the Mets fans I've seen at the ballpark and in Jetro a lot the last couple of years, there's there's almost been some fisticuffs. Oh. It's like you, you're the little oh, brother on. in your own city. And you try to come down and flex so hard. And f- the trumpets and Diaz and oh, – And yeah. immediately oh. getting hurt. <laughs> what a yeah. cool year he had. <laughs> exactly, and then oh, they're big aces—forty million dollars to multiple pitchers, having to trade them off. So I, yeah, like right now, I'm not as like displeased with them because like I'm just enjoying their misery. But the last couple years, they were such blowhards <laughs> and like the banging their chests, and it's just like yeah, I'm I'm enjoying I'm like, their misery. I, I'll I'll give them a little benefit of the doubt
2: because if you're talking about Jetro a lot, nobody who enters Jetro a lot maintains their sanity within the boundary oh yeah we're all pieces of trash (laughs) trash (laughs) doesn't matter what team you're rooting for like that is just a mess (laughs)
1: when when every lot has become uh a card only but that's the one that remains twenty dollars in cash only you you know what you're getting you're you're getting some (laughs) riffraff
2: yeah i love seeing there's the church on 10th that has like parking for for sporting events (laughs) i'm like could I do it there? Could I ruin this church's parking lot?
1: Yeah, could this be
2: Jetro two at yeah, this church? Yeah, like, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> like, there's not a lot on that side aside from that one. So, like, you know, I could, I could pull it off. It's like the the north side. We gotta make it happen
1: for the for the people that do still rely on bringing the 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 cash to park and have and not want to do their card. It's it's so it slows you down. Like the yeah. card slows the like makes the lines last longer. Listen, I for what it's worth metlife really
0: easy they'll take both <laughs> metlife's yeah, sure. like
1: just like we'll fucking take whatever you got yeah
0: what do you got like yo we got half a pack of marlboros all right put it in the box we'll, we'll put it on old chains we'll take two of them
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking, and, and, they, the and their security is fucking terrible uh, i was on this show and i found out on the show in the most jersey fashion that i had uh been gifted floor tickets to see bruce springsteen at metlife stadium That's so i was sick. like we gotta go sorry that podcast is ending
1: um that and, over
0: and I, yeah and i left <laughs> and i walked to metlife because it is very close uh and i was like case i need you to send me the ticket to my phone um because i don't know if they're gonna like question me because i'm walking past where the cars have to pay and when i tell you that. All they did was look at me and give me, like, a head nod and then let me through. <laughs> I was like, I could be anyone.
2: <laughs> Security like, is lax. I went to a, a game last season in Milwaukee, and I got there. And, like, a lot of the times stadiums, like, you know, fifth inning on or, like, seventh inning on, they'll just, whatever, go park. Who who do yeah. it? It was the bottom of the first when I got there. And there was nobody telling me where to go. Nobody telling me anything. <laughs> I just kind of pulled up, and I was like, "This doesn't seem like I should be able yeah. to do it." And it was the closest lot to the stadium, and I just like got out and walked up and over. And I'm like, "This is this is okay? Are you sure?" It's loud? Like, the the only security I saw was a guy on a bike who was just picking up trash. I
0: was like, <laughs> I, see, that's what I think I the it? Mets. That's what the Mets need in their stadium. They need to be like the Yankees they need who I hate. To pick up all the trash. They need to pick up all the trash. No, the There's Yankees. So much they, trash. I hate the Yankees. I've they're always made hated trash. the Yankees. They're made of. They're made of trash. Uh, but they have this. Beautiful white marble coliseum, and they have all their flags of their famous. You know, series. I used
2: to like that, and then they rebuilt with like New Yankee Stadium, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, look, it's old style coliseum. I'm like, no, but like it's it's new. It's not even in, like 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. Like when it, it's when that it's old and it new, looks old, New that's Yankee cool.
1: isn't as nice as Old Yankee. I, I yeah. will say
0: it's the Susie is our joke of like talking about um uh. Magic Kingdom and like when they're building Euro Disney and she's like you, you better make them a bit bigger they've actually got them here and they're and they're <laughs> not and they're not made of plastic keep on going <laughs> <laughs> like that is it is the Magic Kingdom castle of baseball stadiums is Yankee I've, Stadium
1: I've not been to uh City Field for a game I've only been to a music festival and like the parking lots there
0: mm-hmm so I I up can- at
1: Shea yeah,
0: I, I, that's when I would go all the time with my grandpa, because they would do, the company he worked for, that's the Mookie Wilson story, they would do, like, day, a day at Shea, and oh, yeah, so bolt, all the Long point, Island. Bullet
2: point Dan through the, the Mookie Wilson story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh,
0: There was this day at Shea, which was sponsored by the company my whole family works for. Shout out State Farm Insurance. Love I was your. Gonna say, uh, they're like really good neighbors or something. Yeah, like they're really good. They're really good job. But if we're just going to say who they are. Given Travis. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, uh, so you guys it,
1: are tight. You guys are tight with Jake.
0: Yeah, no, we're we're, we're close. It's the like old, old Jake though, not new Jake. Yeah, no, not new Jake. Not new Jake that knows Donna Kelsey, uh, <laughs> which was my favorite image of like these A list celebrities that met like, for that Jet game with the Chiefs. And there was just Donna Kelsey next to Jake from State Farm at the link. And they're like, this is what we could get on short notice. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, that's the one that gets more clicks eventually. It ends yeah. up, being, you know. As soon as Jake from State Farm is accused of uh, embezzlement, that's when
0: he'll be like, look at this evil man next to donna uh, oh, so he's, so, got to be the,
1: he's gonna a, be jared he's this generation's jared from Subway. i hope so I every hope so. generation needs a spokesman to <laughs> go go crazy and get destroyed <laughs> um, what, like so ShamWow, then jared then.
0: oh i forgot uh, the in ShamWow fairness guy. i think sham wow guy and jared that's comparing a little bit of apples to yeah. oranges
1: so i don't the know ShamWow guy was like up in every commercial
2: yeah well i thought it was just cocaine Oh no! Didn't he do like some like multiple like B and E style crime? I don't know B and E specific, but like that we'll type Google of it.
1: crime.
0: Oh, if like, he did, I like this
1: guy even more. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I, I want to party! I want to party with the Sham Wow guy and the original Steve from Blues Clues. That's what Dude, I'm. Dude, you're
0: saying. getting Adele. He'd probably show up to that party. The you're oh. oh. getting Adele guy. Wasn't oh, he the I'm, guy from
2: like, Super Troopers? Maybe one of the kids.
0: Maybe.
1: Oh, it might have been. Not a it. question worth asking. For Justin, but Justin I Long was like the Mac guy, right? Justin
0: Long was the Mac guy, yeah. And then yes. the other and comedian, John Hodgman. John yeah. Hodgman. I was going to say Paul F. Tompkins, but I was like, no, not right. I met that guy uh, once
2: and I said, hi. And he said, not right now. I'm about to perform. And I was like, I said everything I needed to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have a great show." <clears throat> so it was this day at Shea uh, where the State Farm agents it was like this big outing. And if you had children or grandchildren, they would take them out onto the field of Shea Stadium, give you the history, and then there was like batting and throwing practice. And Mookie Wilson was going to show us how to hit a baseball, and for some fucking reason my sister got up and he told her to like loop her fingers together like you hold a golf club. So like her pointer and her pinky. Yeah. And so when she hit, she hit the ball and it wound up cracking her pinky at a 90 degree angle. And And we had to be like, I think Mookie Wilson broke my sister's finger.
1: <laughs> You're like, can we get a trainer out here real quick? Your dad's yeah. like, we're pop this back in, we're we'll gonna for the game, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll take you to the hospital. But <laughs> i keep this Quiet. time with this experience. Please. 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 We need Please. Mookie. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Dirtman, don't bad mouth Mookie, all right? He got experience in 86, okay?
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. To
1: my life with, before you guys were born. Same yeah.
0: day too. We, uh, we, my cousin brought a Yankees ball. It had like the Yankees logo on it and he just like brought it up for one of the players to sign, but just kept the Yankees thing hidden. So I think somewhere he has a Mike Piazza signed baseball with a Yankees logo on the other side
1: of it. Oh, that's great. Oh, uh, it's was good. That was probably like, dude, is this guy a Yankees fan who's trolling me for that time? Clemens threw the bat at me in the world yeah. series.
0: <laughs> I, good, I that was a that's game a good too.
1: Though. I like that highlight.
0: There was th- I think that's that game back. we were playing the Phillies because I remember my uncle constantly saying, be careful of batteries. <laughs> so I think this it was like, match. yeah, right was just like, Yeah, situation. I think someone was like, okay, no, we have to throw batteries at this guy because that's what his team does. So, so there's some context clues. It was some Phillies Mets game. In the spring or summer of uh, probably 2003, <laughs> and so, Mookie Wilson broke my sister's finger. <laughs> is JD Drew the beginning of the batteries thing? He's the batteries guy. We drafted it. And he was that like was my first
2: like knowledge of it. But people talk about it like it's like an ancient foretold thing of
1: Philadelphia. But it's like I was alive. <laughs> I yeah, be that yeah. Old. <laughs> it's up there with like the snowballs at Santa, which was in the 60s. So like everyone, you think like the batteries had to have happened in yeah. like the eighties, the seventies, but no. I just it was assumed like that alive. like they were
2: carrying on the tradition with JD
1: Drew. <laughs> it was like twenty years ago. It wasn't that far away, yeah. and it was it was D batteries. It wasn't like the little ones. We like threw big batteries <laughs> at this guy because he we drafted him, and he was like the big draft pick, and he pulled an Eli, and he was like, "I'm not fucking going there." Yeah, he held out. <laughs> like, yeah, nope. And then it Nobody like in baseball Cardinals
2: holds league. out. Like the contracts mean nothing. You're not like you're probably going to be traded 3 times before you make any major league team if you're worth anything. So like I didn't who even cares? know that just was possible. Go to camp. I've never
1: I've never seen anyone do that outside of JD Drew in baseball. Like it, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, I never
2: heard of it otherwise. Yeah. Maybe maybe he set the precedent that they were like we don't want the battery thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Otherwise it's just going to be a bunch of studs who are like I'm just going to hold out cuz I want to go to the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. And you get your your Strasburgs
2: who are like <laughs> I'm not going to play. Okay, fine, I'll play. I'm like, okay, maybe JD Drew talked to him.
1: Dude, that yeah, the year when the Nationals got him and Harper back to back, if they both were like, "You know what? Yeah, we don't really want to be Nationals."
2: Yeah, I remember when Bryce Harper was a catcher and then this year everybody was like, "I don't think you can trade positions that well." i like, what are you talking about?"
1: I'm like, "You guys? You're all idiots." If <laughs> you not remember reading the Sports Illustrated article when we were all high school kids, like, yeah. He's in, he's he's crazy. He's he's incredible. Like of course if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be this guy.
2: One of the craziest Bryce Harper things I've seen in my entire life, and like most of them are baseball related, but he said the first concert he ever went to was Justin Timberlake. And not in sync. So like not as a kid. But, but as it would O-O-J-D. have been as an adult, he went to Justin Timberlake. Probably
1: going with his, his girl then girlfriend now wife
2: yeah like it it had to have been like i am a famous rich child and this like famous musician invited me to the concert like (laughs) the the thought of bryce harper having never been to like just the normal concert before justin timberlake probably invited him to a concert is like i guess that's why you're that good at baseball but i can't picture it
1: (laughs) so singularly focused like you're just playing baseball and watching baseball and working out and just trying to get to the bigs that you're like dude you guys have fun at that third eye blind concert tonight i'm gonna hang out (laughs) and i'm just gonna watch the dodgers padres
2: it was like when when jalen hurts was like you know what the only thing i did this offseason was football and they were like yeah but like what'd you do like you know between camps and stuff like that but well like between all the sessions he's like football
0: like, what? like, like you he, travel you or like that in... commercial with george kittle where like yeah. they just hit the weights but he's <laughs> really pizza. having a slumber party with uh with, yeah. with what's his name uh, i kind of uh, love that commercial but i do hate I do. that ryan
2: fitzpatrick is like the guy now <laughs> like,
1: yeah what yeah. All of a sudden, now that he's retired, he's like on Prime. He's in commercials. He's everyone's like, "Dude, we love him." He's always been a character, and you're like, "What?" I thought he was just like the quarterback from Harvard. You just yeah, he's loved this went Harvard to Harvard, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Who every Somewhat. now and then would do the Fitz magic.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, we I, I've been I've been listening to the New Heights podcast, just trying to absorb as much as I can uh philly sports stuff this is all new for you (laughs) yes it's kind of new for me i'm just trying i'm trying to hold up conversations because i am getting married and it's uh and it's and it's difficult to have like in-laws and and cousins and stuff be like oh "Oh, for the best yeah they're like oh so good and it's like yeah kyle i know how much (laughs) you love those those cowboys Woo. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's to... great when you get that one guy that everyone else can shit on with you. You're like an outsider, but <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. you're like, dude, Greg likes the Cowboys? And like, <laughs> no, right? What a dick. Like, like, I like this guy. I like this new guy. <laughs> I heard the single greatest
2: combination of sports takes yesterday while kind of the Eagles game was winding down and people were finally talking about other things. And it was leading into uh, Dallas versus San Fran, which was the night game. For anyone who doesn't want to go back and look at two weeks ago schedule. And the guy goes, Well, I know, and like we all have to agree that if they if the if the Cowboys lose this one, they're the frauds we thought they were. <laughs> like, okay, cool, great. And everyone else is like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like not even five minutes later, he says exactly the same thing about the 49ers. <laughs> like no matter what somebody's a fraud here someone's
0: coming out of fraud gate here yeah no no team is good one of them is a fraud that game did make uh make me nervous it's the only time that i've like watched a game uh where i was like oh oh the the 49ers are playing so well (laughs) like (laughs) this is terrifying (laughs) Yeah, it's I might like- have
1: to change my disgust. Like Mets and Braves fans, they'll always just be a thorn in the side. But yeah. those modern fucking day talking heads in sports media that just say ridiculous things, uh-huh. and they just get paid millions of dollars and every day they can wipe the slate clean. Like uh, What's-His-Face recently who was saying that we should kill Jalen Hurts. Like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, because of the tush or the brotherly shove. They were like, they should just kill that guy. Other teams should just kill him. I don't know. Like if you want to stop it, kill him, go for his head. And it's like you were a former quarterback and you work yeah. in sports media. How can you say this? Yeah, See, I was going to, I was just going to name
0: drop someone. Cause I find them very annoying, uh, but I do watch a lot of the recaps and stuff, but like, you could just say Rich Eisen, but I don't think he's threatened to, <laughs> unalive someone just be like oh no
1: that was chris sims i chris
2: yeah. sims <laughs> Chris sims <me. laughs> the guy who had to stop playing because his body would have exploded
1: had he taken the hit he was recommending <laughs> yeah, exactly. and couldn't and couldn't remember play calls in the hot have you ever seen that video oh uh, yeah it's actually kind of scary bucks. yeah and like gruden keeps telling him the play and he like can't he it's like eight words he has to say in a row like to play call and he's like all right so it's a spider cowboy what <laughs> like yes. every time he has to do it Gruden's just like Wow the fuck am I like are you a quarterback in the NFL like you can't even call a play in a huddle I like, love this meme that's
0: going around where it's uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and it's Taylor Swift going do you remember the first time that I went to one of your games to watch you play and then it cuts to the guy and it says Travis Kelty, Kelsey suffering from CTE no <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I do not remember that.
1: How How are you gonna dump him after her movie premieres in theaters and she doesn't need to promote it anymore? We'll see.
0: We'll see. (laughs) Listen, I'm just happy that it comes out this week and that I can then go on my honeymoon and hopefully not hear about it because my fiance is the biggest. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, But she is the biggest Taylor Swift fan. And oh. it is sometimes insufferable to be here. <laughs> Dude, I, I, went I had to explain to her that she a was years. a problem. She I don't was, think that's uh, that great. <laughs> that happens. Uh, yeah. uh, no, like, it's, it's. I had to explain to her that, like, they made, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like, they made the seemingly ranch and ketchup in oh, one yeah. bottle thing. Yeah. Because at the game, they, like, made that. It was, like, seemingly ranch. She's eating chicken with seemingly ranch. Uh, and she went, why are they doing this? And I had to like sit her down and be like, they're doing this because of you. Yeah, people because like you are yeah. buying it. <laughs> yeah, because you changed the American fucking economy by spending money on going to see her tour and buying merch. So they are going to make seemingly ranch and ketchup. That's on you. And you watched like the glass break in her head a little bit. She was like, no, no. No. <laughs> i'm not the monster
1: <laughs> it's her she's like wait hide moment you taylor taylor loves me she doesn't yeah. just use me to sell goods and enrich herself and the people <laughs> yeah. partnered with what do you yeah. mean if remember how you her, bought would... all
0: four of the midnight's albums remember that yeah <laughs> you got got
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now they're all like every time a vinyl comes out or whatever it's like 40 dollars
0: it's forty dollars yeah. and for a it's while it for everything. It was it was Taylor and Adele, because whatever last record Adele came out with during or before the pandemic, um, they needed so many copies to be pressed that all pressing plants were being used in the United States, because there's like four, um, to fulfill the order uh that for like like, if me and Dan want to do like a comedy seven inch, it would take three years to manufacture. Holy
1: uh, shit.
0: Or, or so, it's just something ridiculous because right. the, so much was in the queue to get pressed on vinyl that there was not enough places in the United States to press them all. Wow. Because well, on that superstars. really fun note,
2: let's uh, spin the wheel and see what we're talking about in the second half.
0: Yeah, maybe it'll be connected. Spin your wheel. Spin your wheel. Spin your wheel.
2: We got melancholy
0: sick locked in already smashing
2: pumpkins into the break.
1: (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Bang.
0: Hey friends and weirdos. I'm Meg and I'm Alyssa and we're the hosts over at the podcast real chills. Do you love the unexplained? Do you listen closer for things that go bump in the night? If so, Real Chills Podcast is for you. The best part is, all our stories are true. You can check us out on Spotify. And if you have a story you'd like to share, email us at realchillspodcastgmail.com.
2: At hey, everybody. Danny here with Plugs. First things first, congratulations to George and Casey on their lovely wedding yesterday. It was a fantastic time, and I'm so happy for them. And as you can tell, the next few episodes are banked, so to get the stress off of George as he was coming up on this. And uh, this one we banked and uh, talked a lot about the Phillies and got instantly nervous that we jinxed them. But Thankfully, we haven't done that yet, but uh, go Philz. We can uh, see Dan perform comedy at Just a Comedy Show on October 27th in New Jersey and at Tuned Up Brewing on the 28th. As for George and I, we are at Feel Feelings Pod on all the places. So go like, share, rate, review. Let us know you're listening. We always appreciate it. And that is it for the week. Back to the show.
0: Speaking of speaking of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Spotify <laughs> made me a playlist of songs to listen to in the morning. And they think I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Spotify is convinced that uh, all I want to listen to is today. 1979 and uh hell what was the other one there it's was our- like maybe there was like four or five smashing pumpkins tunes right in a row and i was like none of this is wake up early and drive to work music i don't know what playlist you're creating for no, me, that's, spotify that's all like it's all midday cool. it's all- bummer stuff <laughs>
1: yeah no it was all bummers let's just no take a- get in the car and drive to work to like I am a rat in a cage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go through this really quickly. We're talking melancholy and I feel like this will come in handy for our melancholy conversation. That's about to ensue. This is a playlist that Spotify created for me for my early morning drive to work. All right. The Smiths, David Bowie, Pixies, Joy Division, the Beatles, Mott Hoople, The Smiths again, the David Bowie again, Talking Heads, Pixies again, The Smiths again, The Cure, Talking Heads, David Bowie, The Psychedelic Furs, Smashing Pumpkins, Smashing Pumpkins, Echo and the Bunnymen, The Smiths, Echo and the Bunnymen, The Smiths again.
1: You know it's what? This just, is uh... a little lips like sugar at the end. It's yeah, like right? <laughs> kind of bright song. You got the Beatles and lips like sugar in there to kind of like perk <laughs> you up a little bit, and the rest <laughs> is just like like Joy Division. I like Joy Division, but it's all like I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, in six months. Yeah, and it's
0: great. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's amazing. A, and it's a great it's record. You, you know what? That playlist like, is like oh.
2: really good for is when it's too early on a Saturday when you know you have something coming up at night where you're like I can't get ramped up but I do want to get invested so like that's the one you put on before yeah,
1: yeah, the yeah. going out playlist but like, yeah. dude "Q love will tear us apart again by joy division because I'll, 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 I can dance to that oh
0: yeah, yeah. It was fucking, it was fucking I got in my car hit play on the thing and it was just death of a disco dancer <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, morrissey, yeah. get the, the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> oh what's what is that song that's uh so, yeah bring on the, the headless disco or whatever yeah
0: it's like uh such a... it's the smiths i think it's death. i think it's called death of a disc man it's all strange uh strange ways which is an underrated smith's record also i think i speak for uh everyone on this podcast dan included um that uh this this podcast does not stand by morrissey fuck morrissey love the smiths <laughs> Love the smith. Morrissey. Just, yeah, fuck Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> Every Morris- time I do karaoke and I do a Morrissey impression, I start before I sing by going, by the way, fuck Morrissey. I'm just going to uh, show you I how saw, easy it is.
1: <laughs> I saw Morrissey at Firefly Festival a couple years ago, and he was performing at the other end of the of the festival, and I walked, and I got to like that halfway point where you can kind of see like a stage from a distance and it was like hot in the afternoon it was like oh, on the like three in the afternoon is when they had him performing and i was just like saw him do like a song and i was like i got it in i i i got <laughs> enough of this i'm not gonna yeah. go and support any further my Fox uh my fiance my fiance was at that firefly festival. <laughs> and,
0: thank you up at the barrier because paul mccartney was supposed to play after yes uh and and she just turned around because they were playing slaughterhouse footage behind him while he was playing meet is murder and the entire time he was like oh do you want me to leave and collectively <laughs> the crowd was like fucking yes!
1: We would Get- love it if you left. God, God, imagine horrible, during their, like, had that that
2: thing For so long that people stopped oh. being like no!
0: You have to be so much of a fuck fucking idiot that you've survived the entirety of The Simpsons and have yeah. actually gotten an episode making fun of how fucking vile you are as a human being. Yeah,
1: Dude, Just it for is... writing that I spent the day in bed song. <laughs> like, he fuck himself. But I love Johnny Marr. I, Johnny Marr's I, best. Yeah. Johnny Johnny Marr opened for the Killers on their tour the last couple years the last year so I was like I'm gonna go see them a couple of times just so I can watch Johnny Marr play the hits just to give just get Johnny Marr a little bit more money I'm like here you go man this is for you yeah we He's support like, you, know you we love you
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah Morris probably
1: took enough from you here's some for just you yeah
0: that's my <laughs> one day where if I listen to this, uh, uh, this mess on Spotify I'm like I know at least fifty percent of this is going to Johnny
1: Marr yeah, <laughs> yeah. the guy who actually deserves it. He's a good guy.
0: So, speaking of experts of melancholy, that is a very
1: melancholy playlist. Yeah. What makes you uh? What makes you feel melancholy? I just I feel general melancholy just often. It's like it's just something that I've just kind of felt for over a decade now, and just experience and deal with. Just like that general solidness, malaise, existential mm-hmm. dread. Yeah, that and, that existence happening. <laughs> yeah, you just know power- that
0: is that must be a generational thing because i could say collectively all of us have experienced that and i would argue all of us have experienced it more than that than our predecessors uh yeah. what what year were you born 92 same all right so i think children. i think we're both children <laughs> but i we're both children of the 911 generation so i think as soon as you see that like anything bad can happen all the goddamn time uh there is just a cloak a heavy cloak of sadness on you that you've just learned to deal with. Like, I think generational trauma starts with that.
1: (laughs) And my my parents split when I was five. So that was 97. And like, there's there's a couple other things in there between like that and 9-11. And my mom was walking into one of the towers when the first plane hit. And I knew she was like on a business trip in New York. But I like, New York's so big and I didn't know where she was. But when they wheeled those TVs into the classroom, I remember like just, oh, I was like, my mom's in New York. So like, it was worried yeah. And then like, you couldn't uh, get her on the phone like when you got home from school. So yeah, that generational trauma. Just, like, since I you're mean, a kid, you just like expect yeah. bad shit to keep happening.
0: I was born on Long Island and like everyone talks about like when they got picked up from school in like second grade or fourth grade or sixth grade or whatever. Um, But like to be on Long Island and then noticing like kids didn't come back to school because they didn't have parents to drop them off at school anymore. Like it's heavy and i think that just carries with us so like when you're saying they're like yeah i deal with it my entire life i think that's not a core thing everyone has their own experience and i'm sure everyone's lives has their own key moments but like boy howdy is this is this group of millennials uh dealing with a hell of a lot more melancholy than like or at least they understand what it is and aren't just like I'm frustrated. I'm leaving the family now anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and growing up in the 90s, too, it's like all the music you listen to is that grunge and heroin music, you know? Mm. Like that's all all it was in the 90s outside of like semi charmed life. But then you like that's about like doing math. Then you, that, then that's you know, look say. up a little like, bit more, you know? scratch
0: that surface a little deeper. It, it, it wasn't until
1: like,
2: like a little the later. chipper, upbeat songs of that era were bummer. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a positive song in the mix, like. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was like Cheryl Crow was the happiest you got and like Dido. And it was like who yeah. wants to listen to Dido? You know? <laughs> what am I a sad point. dad? Even you even know? that
0: like I I think maybe on the same album or at least the same album cycle did Cheryl Crow have both if it makes you happy and Soak Up the Sun. Like, both of those songs are very yeah. close together in writing them, and it's just like, one is forcing happiness, and one is just telling it like it is, where it's like, listen, if it makes you happy, do whatever the fuck you want. It's all gonna I, be over.
2: <laughs> my my Sheryl Crow, uh, my impression of Sheryl Crow is very much painted by Soak Up the Sun, because before that, all of her songs were kind of like, like sort of like 90s Dylan, where it's like, yeah, I don't know what she's talking about, but <laughs> there's enough passion in her voice saying all of this nonsense that I'm like, it must mean something and it doesn't sound good. But yeah. then so can... the sun comes out and I'm like, all right, cool. I guess VH1 needed people to play. Cool.
1: Whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're <laughs> so like, oh, I you... guess VH1 ran out of Alanis Morissette to play for a week and they needed someone <laughs> yeah, else to yeah, pick yeah. that slot.
0: Uh, Darren, can, can you do that though? Which part? Your impression of Sheryl Crow. You said this. My impression of Sheryl Crow, and I'd lo- I'd love to hear what your impression of Cheryl Crow would be. If you know, the floor is yours, if you wouldn't. I mean, go, go ahead. Floor, I wish floor. I were better being put on the spot
2: in musical impressions because I can't even think of the words to Sheryl Crow song. I was gonna say
1: I thought you were just about to start going fake going down on a Live Strong bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I keep them around anywhere I have. Yeah, just in uh, case this comes up. <laughs> just in case you have to do a Shale crow impression. I <laughs> think that one kid
0: rock song. Another Hummer. Oh I did Jesus that I did that Christ. at karaoke once with Casey and I was just like, Why why are we doing this? But also why am I fucking killing these kid yeah. rock parts? I was so good. <laughs> there was a kid I
2: worked aftercare at a nursery school on Mondays, and we're recording this on a Monday. Just to himself today, was singing "Cowboy."
0: <laughs> what a hit!
2: It's like what? you're four. I don't even think he's four. I think he's still three.
0: <laughs> who told you this? You shouldn't know. Who this. told you? A, who told you about Rob Ritchie? Yeah. Who told you?
1: <laughs> when I when Senator I was in college, Bob <laughs> when I was in college, there was a class I had with this like very pale, uh plain looking kid, uh like almost like an albino. And he was like a video game kid that like was very nerdy and didn't like interact with a lot of people or whatever. So he was like everyone like kind of joked that this was like a school shooter kind of kid. And I walked into class one day, like early, and he was just kind of sitting there. And everyone else is kind of like joking around in one corner. And he's just sitting at his desk. Like, I go to sit my my desk, which is like right by his. And he's just quietly singing to himself, Radiohead. He's like, I'm a creep. I'm a loser. I was like, oh, said, guys, this is the day. <laughs> Today's the day. That'd <laughs> That'd this is the again, one. For sure. Yeah. Uh, That's why goodness. you always got to be nice to him. Okay. Exactly. That's it's, why it's, I sat next to him. And it was you got to.
0: You gotta, it. cause it's it's that's it's that horrible fucking Dane Cook. Congratulations on your nuptials, Mister Cook. You're now married to a 24 year old that you met when she was 15. We're not going to yeah. talk about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bye. But but hey, man. but uh, that fucking you video games. I was like, can we like make today not my Final Fantasy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, what's the Dane Cook joke? Where he's just like, give that guy candy. And so this way, when he comes into the office, he gets to your office. He goes, thanks for the candy. And then he skips (laughs) your office. (laughs) And that was comedy in the early 2000s, everybody. If you're listening and you're younger, that's what we had. We had that and the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. That's what you had to
1: choose from. And the Blue Man Group. And the Blue Blue Man Group. Comedy, PVC pipe music.
0: Thank God, Maria Bamford did a (laughs) Comedy Central Presents to
1: save us all.
0: (laughs) So melancholy. The, the Comedy,
1: Comedy Central in that time period was literally Comedy Central presents like the random thirty minute specials they would show, and then the rest of the time it was just like Out Cold.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, but like, I loved the, Out
1: Cold. Like I did movie, like <laughs> that. that movie. It was great. I loved it. That was the one that introduced Galifianakis to everybody before Yeah, yeah that's and, it a... and it wasn't,
0: and it wasn't stereotyped. Oh, maybe Galifianakis. Was Galifianakis was like trying to be a hot shot. He was like. The unlikely hotshot, like he, the yeah. character he played was not weirdo Galifianakis doing alt comedy. It was him, kind of being the voice of reason a lot of time. Like he was sort of the straight man in that movie, if I remember correctly. And, and like an experienced I one the macho other.
1: dude, but that was just like eccentric. Yeah, and he goofy. was he was just a
0: goofy, but like he was he reined them all in every once in a while. <laughs> he did try to fuck a hot. He
1: did fuck a hot tub. He did fuck a hot tub. Never forget. <laughs> Never uh, remember forget. remember he
2: performed my college, and I was one of, like, three people who knew who he was before he got there. And it was really fun to watch him, like, totally bomb to a bunch of 20-year-olds in
1: 2006. <laughs> oh, man. He probably got, a good, got paid well for that gig, though. Like, you know oh, I can Oh, for
2: sure he did. <laughs> that college. Yeah, it, was,
1: it was after Late World with Zach, so, like,
2: he wasn't nobody. So he probably got a good amount of money to go perform.
0: Yeah nice gotta love college
2: that makes me melancholy the days when i could see people for free (laughs) so now they're gigantic
0: superstars. you have uh you have these um these melancholy vibes these melancholy moments throughout your life they're just kind of a constant at this point um what what helps you get out of that or is it something that you've learned to live with like is it just Uh, the cloud is there, but you know, to wear a jacket, or is there something that helps you get out of that mindset?
1: Uh, the clouds definitely there deal with it. It's not, I don't deal with it as much. I think now that I'm kind of just, I'm getting older, you're getting used to it. Um, not having as many traumatic life events either kind of helps, um, doing comedy helps. Um, having things to look forward to always kind of helps. Like if it's a movie or like Phillies baseball or whatever, you just kind of have something that's like generally, you know, exciting or, or gets you excited. Yeah. Um, when you I was, out. when that I was in uh, uh,
0: a, a serious bout of, of that kind of melancholia, I always found that like, not comedy in the sense of like, I like hearing people laugh or doing stuff, but like being around my people, like the comedy oh. community was something that I gravitated towards. So I, I, I get what you're saying where it's like finding those things to look forward to, whether it's, you know, a sport that you like watching or is it like surrounding yourself with the people that get you like to find the same sort of group of weirdos that all like Mitch Hedberg and like yeah. obsessed over the 30 minute comedy special. Uh, uh, that reminds me of another
2: uh, college story. Cause like, me and my friends were, like, the ones who knew those comics. And it's all, I mean, they were, all had Comedy Central Presents. So it's not like we were, like, seeking people out and finding underground comics. They were just the ones that stuck for us. Yeah. But yeah. there was a guy flyering in our dorm, and we did the, oh, thanks, you throw this away, Mitch Hedberg joke. And they got so mad. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> no, 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 I have a thing to show you. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably like it more than the show you're putting on with this fly. <laughs> you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, please, please don't be mad. I mean, I, I was working with someone, someone like they were a newer hire, and I've figured out that they're, they're great. Uh, and I knew that when I was training them. And I forget how it happened, but I said, uh, you're not going to know how to do that. It's not like you have the shinning and he went oh you mean shining and he said it's just like that episode of treehouse of horrors and i just repeated the the uh, groundskeeper really line which is Shh, you want to get sued uh, <laughs> and ever since then you're just like oh you mean you we have a there's a thing like yeah. we're we're people we're people together and it's not this outside awkwardness it's just no you've you've obsessed over the simpsons too or you've obsessed over this and, and finding those people i think helps quite yeah. a bit
1: having having like my parents split at a really young age too like when i was five and having like being uh like that close relationship that i kind of ended up having with my dad and my dad being like very adult with like sense of humor and stuff and just kind of like that gallows humor that that kind of like developed between us and continue to develop like uh throughout like other kind of life experiences that kind of happened and, and and weren't great but um just always kind of laughing through a t- difficult situation or like knowing that you can, or like that, like, you know, finding a dumb thing to like joke about or like, will get you to laugh when you're feeling like that, like rainy day feeling, even though it's like, a, like things are going well, you know, yeah. like that, that helps so much. Uh
0: We call that in my family being Irish. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, that's what it is. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a heritage thing of like, everything is bad. Nothing is good. Uh, I bet you we can, I bet you we can make a joke out of this. I bet you, you know, oh, well, I can't even think of a good example of that, but there's so many within my family, specifically with my sister, where it's just like the worst thing that could be happening. Uh, and we will be able to find, like my grandfather's funeral when everyone got back to the house was the hardest anybody ever laughed because it was just a oh, bunch of Irish yeah. Catholic people fucking firing shots at each other the entire time that it was it was beautiful like it's 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 the coping mechanism of a generation of just we've experienced trauma we're going to make jokes about it it'll help i promise we're not like we're not throwing away shit because we asked you to you know
2: i mean i think about like 911 jokes and how like on the surface i can recognize how kind of upsetting that would be to people who dealt with or had to deal with it in a different way than I did in a more active way than I had to but because it's a thing that like no one wanted to really talk about on an emotional level and no one was really allowing anyone else to process it in any real way it, the jokes just became the way to do that they're like when i hear a 911 joke it just kind of hits that button for me of like we're all going through this like it's all a weird thing that just kind of exists in our world that no one really wants to talk about so like making a joke about it feels bad but at the same time it's like if you're not gonna let me talk about it in a real like honest way this is all I have and I need to talk about it
1: yeah my my stepmom uh killed herself when I was 16 but like that hasn't stopped me from making suicide jokes, or even like uh, joking about that situation on stage a couple so you've times. You've
2: talked about that specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, like there, I, I wouldn't know how to get through life without laughing at like traumatic events, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or laughing your way through them at least.
0: Yeah, it's it's a healing thing. Like, by no means am I going to try to be the like, oh, comedy is this healing thing that like speaks truth yeah, to yeah. power, but. It does help because somewhere along there, it's going to, like, feel like the stone at the bottom of your stomach isn't killing you, you know? Yeah. it just helps a little bit. It's a weird thing. Like,
2: I would never tell somebody to not be upset if a joke hits on something that upsets them. Like, I would never tell somebody, like, no, your reaction is wrong. This is just a joke. Yeah, because I know I'm pushing those, buttons. but right. I don't know how to process them in a different way. So like this is this is it, and I know it's like weird, and like it doesn't, it's nothing that I perform. Like none of my sets are any of this, but like socially, so much of the jokes I make are dark, very dark. That so people <laughs> yeah, yeah. are like, wait, this is the same person. Like, so like I I get it, and like I feel it, and it's because I feel it that I'm making the jokes about it to, like, not just sit down in the bottom with it. They're like, I I can't fault people, but I also don't know how to, I can't stop myself.
0: It is hysterical to see you recently doing stand-up at Ghosted and doing what I thought you would do on stage, which is these, like, they don't offend anybody jokes. And then watching the rest of that crew, (laughs) specifically... George and Logan make the most horrendous jokes on stage for themselves and each other. And the crowd just getting, like, A, a kick out of that, because they're like, okay, we can laugh at it, and also being terrified of what was about to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I think especially
2: with that show, because, you know, they're about to do it to each other also. It's like, (laughs) oh, yikes, this is what they're doing to themselves. (laughs) But that went great, though. They, They really like kind of put each other through it in a very kind of delightful way even though it was like super dark <laughs> super dark
0: um but Mel- that yeah, you're gonna say something
1: oh i was just gonna like go quickly back to like melancholy and say like um it's i don't want to say like it's like depression like uh like um with like with with it but um sometimes for me, like the, like the, a melancholy feeling, is isn't like the worst thing in the world or like, like you're terrible. Sometimes oh, it's I don't kind hate of, it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a nice, just like blanket on a rainy day where you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to snuggle into this kind of feeling. And like, there is, there is like, sometimes it's nice. I like, get weird. It's a, it's not a great, it's like the, by definition, it, melancholy isn't great, but there's certain times where like, it's, it's like a comfort, it's a comforting kind of, uh, I, I don't know, nurturing kind of feeling sometimes. I yeah, guess it's,
0: it's, it's, I think it's familiar. I yeah, think. the familiar is what I was looking for. You've, yeah. you've been, yeah. you've been dealing with it for so long that like, this is back. I know how to handle it. I know it's what it's a to comfort. Deal with yeah. It. And it's just like, okay, let's go through the steps. And on, when I'm melancholy, like, nothing, I want nothing to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a great excuse to be like, oh, I'm saying we're watching TV today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're drawing I, I think that's where,
2: Like differentiating it between, like, what it is and depression, where, like, depression, when I'm, like, really going through it as a like, constant. Like, melancholy, I can identify a cause. And yeah. It's
1: just, like,
2: it's okay. It's okay that, like, this thing happened and you're feeling this way. Like, it's it's fine. Cause and effect happens. It just is
1: what it's it just is. the word almost, like, sounds whimsical. Like, melancholy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's not that dark, foreboding dread of you know, like a depression feeling.
0: I confuse melancholy and cauliflower all the time. Easily. Yeah, I love I love buffalo (laughs) melancholy bites. They're my favorite. (laughs) And by as
2: delicious, I mean it's disgusting.
1: (laughs) I thought cauliflower, like eating too much, is what gave people colic as a kid or whatever. I was like so I was like (laughs) That will make you sick. I don't know yep. why it's... Yep. English
0: needs to make more words because there are too many that are too close
1: together that are unrelated.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even the root doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, cauliflower, white-collar crime, it's it's too close. It's, you those know? are
2: more similar than you would think. Though. Bernie Madoff
0: loves cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was actually what his pyramid scheme was, it was just people were just buying into cauliflower. They just
0: buy pieces of the cauliflower, and then sell their piece of the cauliflower to people underneath them, and then one day they could earn more cauliflower, and then they get cauliflower
1: ear, and then they get this cauliflower is ear. This People is at the as had cauliflower rice, and they were yeah. trying to <laughs> put the rice together to make a cauliflower. <laughs> this is as stupid
0: as the joke I wrote for Dan on Saturday about the Utah Jazz bear being similar to David Curry uh it's so (laughs) fucking dumb it's such a stupid fucking joke and
2: i love it so much i love silliness and the whole thing will be on the real chills patreon coming up soon you can do that but in the meantime let's see what people said online All right, we will get the the two out of the way here quickly. Uh, Lassie with a cantaloupe, great, got it. Um, and listening to Smashing Pumpkins, cool. Jokes are out of the way. Ready for real answer? <laughs> yeah. Who said Lassie with a cantaloupe? Uh, not the enemy. We might have a new enemy. Not their first appearance in the comments. Name there. <laughs>
0: names.
2: <laughs> I I refuse to. <laughs> we will not give them the satisfaction. <laughs> they. They don't earn the spot until they earn the spot.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, seeing faraway loved ones, then having to leave.
1: Yeah. Okay. That'll make you feel melancholy. I'm like, As I'm getting older, that really, I'm starting to think about my parents a lot. And like when I have to leave my parents' house, like, especially my dad, I don't see him that often. He lives in Florida. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. I start, I gotta fight back tears when I'm like, bye bye, old man. Like, yeah. last time I see you. Like,
2: like it was, yeah. it was weird. Like we did the new England tour and I got to see a bunch of like old friends because I went to college up there and it was like, I hate that. I only saw you for like two minutes. And like, oh. especially because I we're still in the area, but we had stuff to do after we would leave each city that was like, I just want to go back to them. They're only like an hour away. They're always seven hours away, but they're right here right now. Like how come I can't just go back and like have lunch or something like all, all they got to do was see me perform, which neat. Had, they hadn't done that before, but, like,
1: I want to see get them hang. as people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, like, so much planning goes into creating the time to see them, and then leaving is just leaving. And like, you can't prepare for leaving. It just is
1: leaving, and it's tough. It's just awkward, because you don't want to, but you're like, you, you guys have a life you're getting back to. I gotta get back to my stuff. You're like, this is horrible. I wish we had time. Yeah. And like, it's
2: that part of it too. We're like, if we were to make more of a plan, it would be inconvenient for both of us. And that sucks too. (laughs) Yeah. See,
0: Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. There's a lot of like bummer feelings around that because I think of the former response where it's like, we're all coming together for this or we can't all come together for this. So even the fact that we can't make more time and we all have the same sort of job to do gets rid of that human interaction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Christmas is, is a rough one for my family. My, my oldest brother passed away like six years ago on Christmas Eve. And so it's just Ooh. like got to power through that one.
0: I'm gonna say that you're the best person for this emotion that we were chosen today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's been a lot of just like asides where you're like, yeah, just, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> But we had a beautiful conversation about sports radio before we hit roll." You saved this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, you
2: you set us up pretty high for this. The uh, second half is much appreciated. Like it is weird with like with Christmas because I think about it like I still feel all the
1: positives that come with Christmas. Like there's still
2: yeah. but Just then like, like the
1: music, the I, I movies, love everyone's all up. It's like honestly, Christmas time is like how it feels like what that when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, you know. But every yeah. year for that couple of weeks, but like you think about it, though, the movies are all kind of melancholy, and
2: yeah. all of yeah. the best Christmas songs are melancholy. So like, else, you have you all know? these big positives, but everything that kind of pads the big positive is sad. Like, these, It's a Wonderful Life is
1: a bummer of a movie. Like, oh, yeah, it works out a in the end. Barely a Christmas like... movie. There, there was a stretch of my life when I was really depressed and, like, alone on Christmas Eve for, like, five years in a row, and I would just be drunk watching a Christmas story and just being like, yeah. like, this is too sad. You got to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, and, like, every
2: every Christmas movie I think of, the ending is sad, that they have these kind of... Big, happy moments and kind of life-affirming things that come along with the Christmas themes. But then the ultimate ending is everybody kind of goes their separate ways or they have Mm -hmm. to go back to their real life the next day where things
0: are still as bad as they were before. Yeah, or Kevin didn't actually die. Yeah, (laughs) Because that's all I was hoping for. After all that pain, he put through Joe Pesci and his friend, whose name escapes me at the moment. Daniel Stern. Thank you, Daniel Stern
1: just throw the kid down the stairs yeah yeah i mean if you're gonna be committed just fucking kill him kill that kid (laughs) stop saying i'm gonna get that kid fucking kill him the same thing with jingle all the way heartwarming ending you know schwarzenegger gets the kid the toy kid's gonna wake up the next day his dad's going to jail for all the crimes he committed just to get him stupid Oh, the turbo. Kudos net.
0: kudos for Seinfeld for just wrapping up that show with being like you've been awful. This oh, is yeah. your this is your retaliation. This is what you get. Yeah. Go to your jail cell. <laughs> yeah. Let's say being chronically single always a bummer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But don't let it get you down. You know? No one no one likes the person that says, oh, "I'm chronically single and it's all everyone else's fault." It's no one's fault. Takes two it to just, tango. Or it takes two to tango, and you got it. You know, I believe in you. You can do yeah. this. Yeah, put I'm, yourself just, I'm out the worst there.
2: person to speak on that one. Like, even when i Yeah, was, you found like, one girl in your life forever. Single, well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> My like, parents. When I was perpetually single, I was just never that stressed about it. I was just like, mm-hmm. whatever, it'll happen when it happens. Like
1: My parents' relationships put me off of commitment <laughs> uh, i've avoided relationships i'm
0: seeing warnings warnings yeah. everywhere <laughs> yeah,
1: I think it's kind of the opposite for
2: me my parents have i mean they're your parents love each other it's disgusting they still it's weird they like each other more now than they did when i was growing up it's disgusting ah! oh that's like, incredible it's so weird to see because like it doesn't seem like anybody's story but like you know they they worked on it and my dad was traveling a lot when i was a kid so like they didn't get to hang out that much now they do So like all that ah. stuff kind of factors in but like i see them like making it work and i'm just like oh fine i'll just make it yeah. work like i don't have to stress that much about it like if the right person comes along the right person comes
0: along and it'll just work and it has like <laughs> i've been uh doing uh I've been i've been one of my perpetually single friends is now casually dating someone no, uh, nice and he hasn't dated anyone in a long time and I just want, like, I'm, I have to reel it back sometimes to sort of be like, you're not allowed to ask how good of a kisser he is. Like, I can't ask, like, I can't ask, like, my buddy is like, hey, the guy that you're dating, like, tell me everything. Like, I want to support you. I want <laughs> How I wanna... smooth is
1: he? Is he rusty? He's rusty.
0: He's, he's you know, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like, I, I'm so happy that he's like putting himself out there, but he's not
1: someone that goes out and dates a ton.
0: Uh, so this oh, is my just like would be
1: the same. my friends would be the same way they'd be like oh he's yeah. he's actually doing it he's he's trying to have something that lasts longer than a conversation or like yeah. a week or whatever my friends would probably throw like a parade they'd be like Hold <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, but he he cares he cares, I, he cares I about i want it.
0: to be a support but i also don't want to be like yes just i don't want to like yeah. be like you don't like, ripping... freak
1: her out you're like oh yeah. wow
0: how often does he like talk to it's just like uh, especially after like just such a long period of time and like him being in the closet and coming out and being like no this is what I want and like this is who I am and you're like great good for you we love you we support you and then he just didn't date anyone for like 10 years afterwards and you're just like you have just they're out just go be happy like you're just shaking this boy <laughs> it's I'm happy for him but I also have to reel it back and, and not throw a fucking parade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: You don't want to scare off the lady, yeah. you know? In,
0: yeah, and in, in watching, in watching uh, I guess I, I consider it more of like uh, that show New Girl moment where like if, if it's filmed in that style, I'm whipping a beer across a room. It's <laughs> shattering all the thing and going, yes! <laughs>
1: I was going to say, have you guys, have you ever seen Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Great, it's, it's, it's great. Phil, like film. when he goes through that, like huge, long malaise, and they all come over, he's just watching like the Buckner, like uh, <laughs> behind the bag, you know, just the, the on replay, like they come over, and, like take like the the blinds up and everything, and like they get they have to like give him a shower, like his one buddy shaves his pubes for him, like they have to get him back to life after he like, gets dumped by Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I mean,
2: uh, that's how it would happen in real life, too. A scab dumped me, <laughs> no, she's yeah, a I
1: scab, she's the together. worst awful lady never forget honestly et is not that great any it's kid, not that great any kid any kid could have done that role
2: you know a running <laughs> joke in my family my parents have never seen et and it is an active refusal like they just won't see
1: et dude that running... wasn't me when I was a kid i was like dude i don't care like the guy freaks me out i'm not watching this movie yeah and
2: like the the running joke is that when they finally do see it that that's just that's where it's going to end they're going to have differing opinions on et yeah. and that's going to be like the final straw <laughs> the first and last straw <laughs> uh let's get like uh one more two more um if we can we can combine a couple here the okay. the news and the state of journalism hell yeah so the news Not i great. imagine is uh the current events uh middle east related with yeah, that is no happening current currently events, so it's hard to Hard to comment on them knowing this comes out two weeks later, but like...
1: yeah. Every journalist is just bought and paid for at this point by like Elon and all those guys. Yeah, man. And that's that's why we're brought
0: to you by Amazon Prime. Have you heard about Prime Day? October 10th and 11th. You just missed it, but we're recording on that day. It's Prime Day. Now you're the star.
1: Thanks for the boys. (laughs) That is the troubling
2: thing with
0: a story that major where
2: like any new development in such a kind of important issue, where both sides have kind of a, a rightful claim to what's going on, and like all this stuff, and like you look at journalism, and they're just like it bad. And it's like yeah, all bad, <laughs> all bad, not good. Like it's an incredibly complex issue, and then you see the people who are whose job it is to inform the masses, just going, I don't know, it's like well. Do your job. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I. I. I to, to there's not in money in it, and I get that terms. it's like complicated and whatever. But like, do your job.
0: Yeah.
1: Every everything has been watered down to like the quality level of like a bleacher report article, oh, or like one of those like no like website in my opinion.
0: <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Speaking of worse websites, because I meant to talk to you about this, Dan. Uh, your your friend, uh, we he had we had him on the show. He works for the, the athletic. athletic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. Can we can we get him to give us some free things? Because there was like a what NHL team represents which emo song, and they put that behind a paywall, and I want to know. And I was just gonna reach out. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will ask some questions. <laughs> yeah, please. This is uh, one of Dan's old uh, football oh, what, buddies from back emo, in the day.
1: What emo song would the Flyers be? Now it's gonna be in my head the rest of the night, like trying to it's, pick. Oh, a- what's the really bad? If emo we can song. do.
0: <laughs> no, if we can do like modern things, it's got to be like a Menzingers tune or something.
1: Ooh, solid. Yeah. I really.
2: don't know. Cuz like local. What what's a what's a an emo song about like fucking things up and being persistently in your own way and not really trying to get out of it? I know that ha- that song has to exist. I I saw, bottom something song
1: by Mayday Parade repeats. probably. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, there's some song that just repeats uh is it We are the flyers and we stuck? <laughs> no, it was like i i i can't wait oh uh menzingers it's a menzinger song um what the fuck is it it's like the hook to the song it's i will fuck this up yeah, i yeah, fucking go. Yeah, yeah. it that might be it
1: yep <laughs> that's, that's the it. Yeah, we got it yeah <laughs> uh, i wasn't on board the
2: menzingers <laughs> thing because it felt like too much of a, a local reference for a local team yeah. no but, but they've written
1: they've already written yeah, the song <laughs> i think that's it yeah subconsciously it was always meant to be for the flyers (laughs) (laughs) all right last one climate change oh dude greta thunberg in the comments over here yeah aren't you glad she's friends with dan on facebook (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i don't like when children read my internet
2: (laughs) she's like 30
1: now Oh, dude, come on. Yeah, well, you said it like you were one of those guys online who had, like, the Olsen twin (laughs) countdown to 18. Like, the Thunbergs only three months away, dude. I'm almost there. I've been saving myself. I can't wait to talk to her about
0: windmills.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, just to layer down in a Netherlands lilac field. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Getting dirty. This is getting – you might get kicked off the internet for this conversation. We haven't been yet. two weeks left.
0: (laughs) Uh, well,
1: that was that was really solid. And yeah, I, that
0: is was it. For sharing that, thank you for sharing so much about your experience with melancholy and sharing your uh, you know, the life events in your life that have caused you that and what you've done to to move it. We really appreciate it. Come and talk and feelings and feel and feelings with us. Um, yeah, that is the thank show you for having me. Thank you so much. I think we should end this because we just talked about it. George, congratulations
1: on having just got married. Thank you. all <laughs> for that it's hopefully. So much fun- Go Phil's in two weeks. Hopefully, they're still playing at this point. Hopefully, they're still
0: (laughs) in the I say we wrap this up with the song um, The Obituaries by the Menzingers. Oh, that's
1: perfect. That's melancholy.
0: Let's end it on that, Dan. All right. that play us out. See you See everybody next week. Bye. Go
1: Phil's. We stumble instead.
0: Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash Feelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening.
1: This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.
0: Or it's such a professional show.